Happy Mother's Day weekend. Hi, it's Casey. And today we are shining on by creating a life of ULA. That will be explained as we look into the seven key areas of your life. Fitness, finance, family, your field or career, faith, friends, and fun. That's coming up. We start today by connecting soul to self. That, says Leah Guy, is the fearless path a radical awakening to emotional healing and inner peace. I'm familiar with PTSD, but Leah says so many more people suffer from PTED. Do you? Leah can explain. Yes, well, we all have heard of PTSD, severe shock, um, trauma, major catastrophes that happen to people's lives that cause emotional disorders. Well, I believe there's something most of us have, which is PTED, which is post-traumatic emotional disorder. This is the everyday kind of low-grade emotional issues that we have from simply being alive, from growing up, having difficult parents, uh, feeling shame, feeling guilt, having situations, heartache, so forth, and we don't know how to process the emotions, so it becomes kind of stuck in our system and creates other maladies in our bodies and our minds and our emotions and really just in our health. So if we're not feeling well, what could be the cause of it at the root is an emotional issue? Yes, I believe so. There's uh, there's a whole energy system that goes with our body, and in that energy system is kind of part of our emotional self and our physical self and our spiritual self and our mental self. And so when any of these areas are unprocessed or there's um, issues that aren't resolved in them, then they start, just like anything, they start affecting you know the rest of the system, and that's why a lot of us have issues. And just like stress, we know that stress causes a ton of diseases and a ton of issues in our bodies, but we don't give enough attention to the emotional stress that we just let sit and simmer and stew for years and years and years. Okay, I'm going to draw a picture for people of what emotional stress may look like because I have PTSD because I had trauma in my youth. So if my husband yells, son of a gun, you know, say he's hammering something, right? And he doesn't explain what the end of the sentence is, you know, like I knocked over the paint or whatever. Yeah. I just hear him yell. I leave the house. I take really? my yeah. I take my keys. I get in the car and go. Yeah, it's a trigger, right? Yeah, that was the only way to prevent me from not having a, a flip out and to yeah. show him I cannot handle a dangling uh, participle like that. You need to explain what just happened, or internally, it's a trigger for me. So yeah, and, and exactly. It t- takes a long time for me to get down off the ledge. So what we need to do is learn how to differentiate between the triggers and our true reactions to things, and that's where the emotional healing starts coming into play. You know, we all have. That's what I was saying. It it, it can come from a million different places or ways from trauma from our youth. Even, you know, in adulthood, we we continue to have traumas and different uh, sufferings and difficulties and so forth. And we have to learn to start paying attention. It's good you know the sign, you know, you know what what brings it up. But a lot of people having insomnia, they're having, uh, you know, tics, they're having uh, stress or anxiety or skin issues. I mean, it manifests in so many different ways in our lives. And we're just not giving attention to what's really going on inside. How do we figure it out? Well, you got to do a little soul searching. I mean, you know, I I really recommend meditation um, to help just calm the body. And people are scared of that word. And it's, it seems like a big thing to show up to and do every day. But if you can really just take two or three, five minutes a day and just sit and be quiet, you know, that stuff will start talking to you. And what happens is we fill our time and our day with so many distractions that we just keep going and going and going. And we don't give enough time for this kind of self-care. But just being quiet, you know, taking some 
you know, reflective time or just quiet time and sitting with ourselves, it starts to bubble up. Journaling is another fantastic way. I don't know if you've ever done it, but just free-form journaling. Just get out a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be fancy. And just right when you wake up in the morning, let your mind just hit that paper. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like a download, you know, and things will start showing up. Patterns will start showing up. Feelings will start showing up. And then we're on to something, you know. And then it's our job, just like a good parent, to take care of ourselves. We have to remember there's that inner child inside of us. I, I'm not a big proponent in going back and reliving everything, but we do need to go back and pay attention to where that child got stuck or got uh, harmed or injured and how they're suffering. And now we're the parent and we can help raise them a little bit differently. We're talking to Leah Guy. Her book is The Fearless Path. So, so you know somebody who's got emotional trauma from their past and now maybe yeah. they have psoriasis or they can't sleep or they're overweight or they have whatever. Yeah. You know, why can't they just uh, let it go? Yeah, well, you know what? I say letting go is one of the, it's the worst advice in the world. There is no way to let go of emotions. We are emotional creatures. We are in the field of consciousness. If we all believe we're all connected and all is one, and even if you don't believe that, we know we know we all have the capacity for all emotions. And so for us to try to cut off a part of ourselves just does more damage. That causes separation from our true feelings. And separation from ourself is, uh, it's like separating from, you know, you, you can't separate from yourself. It's just causing this war, this conflict inside. So letting go is, is kind of a dead-end road, and I know it's very popular advice out there, but it really is creating more problems than it's solving. What we need to do is just take a very first step of acceptance. You know, this is actually how I feel, and honoring, like, the authentic feelings. This is what's going on in my life, you know? And when we give ourselves permission to do that, then all of a sudden it starts softening. Again, it's very much like a child. The child's yelling at you, barking, screaming. They need attention. If you keep ignoring them or just cutting them off or putting them in the room and, you know, uh, disconnecting from them, they're going to keep acting out and, you know, keep showing bad behavior. And it's the same thing with your emotions. The second that you honor your emotions and accept them and start looking at them and sitting with them for a few minutes every day, that's when they start to soften. And that's when it becomes like, oh, yeah, you know what? I can be this. I can have this. And it's not that bad. And soon enough, it's going to change. You know, it's not going to be like this forever unless we keep trying to let it go. (laughs) It gets stuck that way. So, yeah. Uh, Leah Guy is our guest. Are you a New Yorker? Well, no, I'm originally from Kentucky, and I came here via California. So I've been all over the country. But I love it here. I've been here longer than anywhere. You are a fast talker, Leah Guy. (laughs) Well, maybe I am a New Yorker. 12 years, did I do it too? Yeah, I think so. I think it's rubbing off. Okay, I want you to talk to the people who are absolutely afraid to sit down and be quiet and face the thing that they think that they know is buried in there that could be at the the source of their angst. Okay. Well, first of all, there's not a monster that's going to get us, and that's where anxiety and the mind plays a big trick on us, right? We get so afraid that we're going to feel that same pain again, and that's what we're running from. And the mind does try to protect you from harmful situations, but you have to realize that there's actually nothing there besides your own experience and memory. Which is a big thing. That is a big thing. I'm not discounting it. But uh, when you sit with it, again, you uh, observe it and you realize that you, your bigger self, is 
different than your mind. There's something bigger going on. And so you can actually observe your mind. And this is where the power of just being quiet and mindful comes in because it becomes a really cool experience. You can go, I'm having this experience, but that experience doesn't have to overtake me. And so that's where people get really scared and lost. And that's why it's terrifying. But it's not going to overtake you if you become the one that's uh, purposefully sitting with it, in charge of it, watching it, listening, observing, and then you can take right action from there. So as scary as it may seem, uh, just allowing allowing the feeling, just sitting with it, and recognizing, you know what, I am the owner of myself. That mind, that memory is not the owner of me, and I'm just going to sit with this for a minute and see what happens. And that's all you have to do. You know, everyone's trying to, like, recreate their life in a month or, you know, go on a big detox emotional diet or whatever, and that's not the way to get there. You just do it a little at a time, very softly, gently, and that's it. Okay, the fearless path, that's Leah Guy's way. And what happens when we release emotional memory? Does the memory go away? No, I don't think it does. And actually, it becomes part of us. You know, at that point, then we start, we're able to um, walk with it every day. You know, it becomes part of our experience. I, I remember the time when I was first able to talk about my sexual assault, you know, and talk about it without freaking out. You know what I mean? And when I was able to do that, not only did it free me, but it kind of empowered me and, and it helped me connect with everyone else. And now, not only am I connected with myself, I'm connected with all these people who have had a similar experience. And it was only because I was able to carry that experience with me. Again, we don't want to avoid, ignore, or try to let go of anything. We really want to become one with it because it already is part of us. You know, right. something that's happened is already with us, so we can't get rid of it. You know, um, and that's that's that key of being present with it. You know, eventually it just starts to become part of you where you can't, you feel awkward if you're trying to get rid of it in some way. And now you have a little bit more experience, a little bit more history, and, uh, and places to pull from to have new and different emotional experiences. Some of them will be rough, but a lot of them are going to be richer and more beautiful because of our past. All right, let's take if someone should have that big scary thing in their past. Can you talk about how it transforms? Yeah, it's different for everyone, I would say that, but... Um you know, if you're working with something in particular, for example, I get a lot of clients that are working with parent issues. You know, we all have, I shouldn't say we all, many of us have difficult parents growing up and everyone's human. That's why. No parent is perfect. Um, but let's say a, uh, you're working with a parent that's abusive verbally or emotionally or has narcissistic tendencies. That can affect a child in very deep ways, such as shame or guilt or just feelings, complete low self-worth. They have, you know, no sense of uh, being or importance in the world. Well, as they start to mature and come into this emotional maturity, which is very much like physical maturity, this emotional maturity allows them a little more space every day, every month, every year to deal with that shame and that really terrible low self-worth feeling. If they're willing to sit with it and really do the work to be present to the feeling and do these daily steps, whether it's journaling or in my book, I, I call um, what I call emotional workouts, very much like physical workouts, but these are things you can do for your emotional self that help strengthen you. And again, day by day, little by little, all of a sudden, a new kind of confidence comes in, the confidence that's in our um, real self, not this false identity, this ego that we, you know, create from a young age. And it starts to push over the 
shame a little bit. We'll never get rid of the shame all the way. We don't want to. Shame is healthy. There's a healthy part of shame that teaches us. But it starts to actually, you know, change that shame into where that starts to have a relationship. Just like we have a relationship with our mind, then our confidence starts to have a relationship with our shame. And now we're walking a little differently every day. And now our energy is a little different. And now we might feel capable of doing something new and exciting for ourselves or a new kind of self-care. And so the transformation is often hard to watch. It's like weight coming off your body. You know, you can't really see it every moment, but then one day you wake up and you go, huh, I feel lighter today. I feel a little different. I feel like I can actually climb up that hill today, you know, without stopping. And that's the way the emotional body works. Same thing. Feeling lighter and clearer is what we wish for you and your emotional body. Leah Guy, The Fearless Path is the book. She owns Modern Sage Healing Center in Jersey City, New Jersey. And if you want a copy of the book, The Fearless Path, I'll put your name in the drawing. Email me at caseyradio at gmail.com. K-A-C-E-Y radio at gmail.com. Now, if you see an old VW bus traveling through town covered with hundreds of colored stickers, and the stickers are covered with goals and dreams written in Sharpie ink, well, those are the Ula guys. The bus slowed down long enough for me to talk to Dave and Dr. Troy, who are on a journey to spread hope and help people find their dreams the Ula way. The new book is a series of women's success stories. The first book was how Dave Braun got his Ula back and found balance in an unbalanced world. That's so much of the first book. I met Dr. Troy back in 1997, and he taught me this concept of finding balance, the concept of balancing your life in seven key areas, your fitness, finance, family, field, which is your career, faith, friends, and fun. And along this journey in my 20s, I found balance in these seven areas, but then I lost balance in my 30s and ended up going through a divorce and losing everything. And at the same time, Troy was retiring, married to his high school sweetheart of 20-some years, four kids running Ironman, and I called him and I was just like, my life's at the bottom, his life is at the top, and I said, help me get my ULA back, and if I get my ULA back, we need to share this with the world. And long story short, as I worked really hard to balance my life in these seven years, when I started to find ULA again, we wrote the first book about it. Uh, Dr. Troy, is it possible to maintain balance or is it a constant balancing act? Yeah, it's, it's really a, a constant balance, balancing act. It's a pursuit more than a destination, but it is something we all strive for, that sweet spot in life where all the key areas of finance and health and family and career are all balanced and growing. And that's really what we're advocating in ULA is that that inside all of us is this amazing, unique person that sometimes gets lost in the clutter of day to day. And we're just asking people to reconnect to that and take steps toward it daily. Yeah, it's a daily, daily, daily practice. Absolutely. In fact, right now we're on a a two-month tour. I I am consciously choosing to throw my this season of my life out of balance to gain a lifetime in balance. So many times, whether it's in this case like an opportunity we have to share ULA or sometimes people go through a crisis, they're in a season out of balance, but the goal is a lifetime in balance. All right, a season out of balance, that occurs, but your goal is to have a lifetime in balance. So Dave, what area, you know, how did you fall off balance? Was it you weren't paying attention to all the areas or you thought you could just coast on what you knew? How did it fall apart? That's a, that's a great question. I think we spent about a year analyzing that. Like, how did this happen to me? Like, I had everything in my life. How did this happen? And it was it was as simple as what you just said. Just lo- keep it. It's like not having your eye on the ball and just losing a little bit of attention to balancing your life and what we call the drift. 
and just drifting from the principles of daily working on your goals and daily working on your practice. So I, I felt like I had everything, like I, I have everything, I, this is just how it's gonna be, and I lost touch with really working on balancing my life, looking, working on my ULA every day. And where I found is over two to three years, I find myself over in debt, not in a good marriage, like and everything was starting to fall apart. Wow, the drift, I like that. It's true, you know, we, we, we tend to drift a little, and if you drift too much, it's hard to get back to shore. Cool. All right. So I have to ask, what does ula mean? Well, actually, it comes from, it's a word we made up, but it comes from the word ulala because we thought of no better way to describe how you feel if your life is balanced and growing in those seven key areas. Yeah, I like that. Ulala. How you feeling today? Ulala. So now it's just your ula. And as you drive around on this tour, you're meeting all sorts of people and you're collecting all of these dreams. What can you give these people that you meet along the way? I, I think the biggest thing we give them is hope. And we give them a pause to actually take time out of the crazy day-to-day to actually think about their dreams again. Because you'd be surprised how many times we meet people and we hand them a Sharpie and a sticker and say, we'd be, like, we'd be honored to carry a dream of yours on our bus. And they, they don't know what to put down. They've lost somewhere between when they were a kid and were dreaming every day to adulthood, they've lost touch with their dreams. So I, I believe the coolest thing about this tour is when we meet people who know nothing about ULA, but we, we reconnect them to their dreams and you can see a sparkle in their eyes as they leave that they're going to go pursue that once again. And hope, I think, it's like a really big sun because without hope, there's certain things that just can't grow. Absolutely. And that is, that is you know, when you talk about how did I drift, it, it was simply that. And when you start to drift like that, you're so busy in the day-to-day that you lose touch with what you want in your life, your dreams. And when you, when Dr. Troy was saying, when you hand someone a sticker and a Sharpie and you see the sparkle, because they're taking a break for the first time probably in years from the craziness of an unbalanced world to look at their life and say, what do I want for my finances? What do I want for my family or my marriage or my kids? Like, what what is it I want? And a lot of times it's the first time they've taken a minute out of the craziness of life to really think that through. And, if, and they feel the sparkle of that hope. Like, you know what? Maybe I can have a good marriage again. Maybe I can work on having more fun in my life. Maybe I can work on being debt-free. And it's having that hope that can spark. It's like the seed that could just grow into something amazing in your life. Yeah. So really, what I'm what I'm gathering here is something, you know, like uncovering a belief I think I already knew, is that to have a life of ula and feel, you know, balanced and get your ula-la back, it really is like a part-time job. This doesn't happen on its own. Absolutely. You have to you have to make a conscious effort of, of a few. Really, what we recommend people is to write down their goals. The book will take you through this process, but to write down the unique goals you have for your life. Take a few minutes every night to look at them and write down three action steps every day you're going to take the next day to make them happen. And then every year, take a day or two out of your craziness of life to step aside and course correct. Where am I relative to the goals I set? So it's, it's not really like a part-time job. It's really like a few minutes every day. And then one or two days a year just to look at your life. And, and we encourage, like, your dreams are worth it. Uh, we spend so much time on useless things like social media and right. TV and, and, you know, useless conversations sometimes that, that just don't lose touch of your dreams. Because we find people getting in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and, and they've lost touch, and they're not happy. And the reason is is they're not connected to their purpose. Right. So, so here's the thing. Two or three minutes every day. That's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. 
because it's just two to three minutes a day, it's easy to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do six minutes tomorrow, whatever. How do you keep people on track? And that, that's really what Dr. Troy was saying, too. In the book, we have a very clear system, but it's all about taking action and doing the hustle. And, and it's not something you just you wish and you hope will happen. You actually take action towards it. So in the book, we talk about the three simple steps, where are you today, where you want to go, and how are you going to get there. And in the how are you going to get there, that is writing down those three action steps you want to take every day. Exactly what happened to me. I did that in my 20s. When I found success, I got lazy. It's just as simple as that. I got lazy on the principles of thinking about my life, getting outside my life a couple days a year, writing down those three action steps, and I quit taking those action steps. Three action steps a day is over a 1,000 action steps a year towards your rule of life. I quit doing that and found the drift. So it's just it's a matter of creating a habit, staying with it, keeping an accountability group, having other people in your group helping you do this. But it's a conscious effort every day of where do I want my life to go? How am I going to get there? What action steps do I need to take? And understanding that your rule of life is worth it. I like the community aspect. Do you have like a, a group where people can get together online? Yeah, right now online. This started organically. Um, our first book was self-published and we, you know, we didn't know what would happen with it. There's now over a million people following the bus and connecting as a community to support each other as we achieve our unique dreams and goals. Um, the biggest place, there's a great Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Life. And then, all, obviously, Instagram um, and Twitter. There, but the website is a good source too for information. There's actually free downloads in there to write down goals on the three-step process at Life.com as well. Terrific. All right. So um, I wanted to ask you, how is the second book, A Balanced Life for Women, different than the first? Do women have special needs? The first book was our story. We just told the story of two buddies going through life together, and one drifted from these principles and reconnected and got a doula back. Um, that launched into a whole tour of meeting people and speaking around the world. And what we found as we're meeting people is a disproportionate number of the people coming up to us and talking to us about the stress related to a life out of balance were women. And we'd hear stories one by one. So really the star of this, this show in book number two, it's not our stories at all. It's the women we've met on stages or as we're collecting dreams across the country. And everyday women doing extraordinary things to overcome the challenges to gain a life in balance uh, with the 21 principles discussed in the book. So that's the cool part about book two. Book one is our stories. Book two, it's not about us. The principles are the ULA principles, but it, the inspiration comes from these 42 women we've met who have overcome challenges to achieve their ULA life. I have two copies of ULA, Find Balance in an Unbalanced World for Women. Let me know if you want a copy. ULA's seven areas of interest fitness, finance, family, your field or career, faith, friends, and fun. Now that's exactly what we're going to look at on June 11th at a retreat house in Cold Spring. Mary Ellen O'Brien is a life coach who wants to help you awaken to your true essence because when you connect with what's inside of you, ah, it's a game changer. It changes everything. And so what I'm looking for all the time is that spark. And sometimes clients come at first and they're a little numb and they're not even sure what's missing. And we really go diving yeah. and we figure that out. And then when I see that spark, that's where I follow it. And then it's not that I'm doing the work, I'm helping them strengthen that spark and telling them, don't share this great idea that's so exciting to you with people yet yes. until it gets stronger. And yes. what happens is through the weeks when they start following those action steps yeah. and they start getting on the path, they see their own evidence of how things line up. So 
they get their own validation and then that part of them is stronger and stronger. Right. That's what I love. Mary Ellen O'Brien, she loves to help you find your spark and she's my life coach and we're co-hosting a retreat together June 11th in Cold Spring. Come. You can always find more inspiration at caseyradio.com. Before we close today, shout out to Father Tom who says he listens on his way to say Mass at Mount Carmel Church. Hi, Father Tom. Okay, we're going to close with our thought for the day, which is a funny one in honor of Mother's Day, and I don't know who said it. I found it on Pinterest. A mother said, and I quote, I wonder what my kids are going to tell their kids. It was so rough back in my day, I didn't get a phone till the fourth grade, and sometimes the Wi-Fi didn't always work upstairs. Oh, I love that. Happy Mother's Day. See you next week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show next Sunday morning from 100.7 WHUD.